Hi, welcome to coopgaming.info podcast episode number nine. We are, we're almost to ten episodes. <laughs> which we're getting, will be, yeah, we're getting up there. Which will be something for us. <clears throat> now, I feel like our last podcast probably wasn't that exciting because it was just talking about Borderlands. This one should be a lot better, I hope. We're going to be talking about Generation Zero. Yeah, it's it's a really cool game. Uh, a really cool game. We've super enjoyed playing it so far. Uh, but first, I guess, in tradition of our podcast, well, okay, we d- we don't have any pigeon anecdotes. We didn't bring him down here today in our basement. He he never comes down here, so he's always terrified when he's <laughs> in a new area. That's just kind of how birds are. But we do have a cool an- anecdote about bird to share relating to Generation Zero. Oh, what? What is it? You yeah. forgot. Okay, so we were we were in our room doing like spring cleaning, throwing crap out, moving furniture around or something. Oh. And, <laughs> and uh, birds get really worked up when anything changes and when there's like commotion, all types of birds, they just hate it. They kind of go crazy. He hates the vacuum cleaner. We have to put him away when every time we vacuum because otherwise he'll just attack the vacuum and <laughs> try to attack us and try to defend everything in there. So anyway, he was going nuts, but we were in there for a while, so we didn't want to like uh, put him in his bird crate or anything. So we were leaving him in there, and he was getting all worked up. And then I think John went to go make a coffee. Oh. And <laughs> John brought the coffee in the room, and he set it on the ground, and Bird completely forgot everything that uh, he was worked up about, and he completely forgot everything that he was focused on because this new object of this iced coffee had come into the room, and he rushed up to the iced coffee and started uh, cooing at it, and we fell over laughing because that's exactly how the robots (laughs) in Generation Zero operate. You throw these like uh, flares or any kind of like little piece of crap at the or ground. A little firework. Oh or yeah, just anything to distract them, pretty much. Anything yeah. to distract them, and the the uh, robots are fully distracted by these these little new items that enter their <laughs> their Provence yeah, or whatever. Yeah, just like their scanners, just. Yeah, uh, and then we were laughing at Bird. We're like, oh my god, <laughs> he's just like these robots in Generation Zero. But then thinking about it, I think probably anybody people are like that too. Yeah, just, well, I mean, anyone will be distracted by Yeah, 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 by a firework getting thrown in or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're trying to beat somebody up, and all of a sudden you're getting hit by a firework. Right, it's it's over. It's nothing to mock. It's nothing to make a mockery (laughs) of. Yeah, it's anything that senses something. If it senses something new and it's big, it's going to take take all the At least long enough to figure out what the new thing is. Yeah, yeah. So in Generation Zero, you you want to distract them so you can shoot them, but I'm sure that would work on bird too. Oh, yeah. Sad, sad, sad to say. <laughs> I guess that's, well, no, that's not what the stool pigeons were. Oh, wait. Okay, so first, why we stopped playing Borderlands. In tradition of our podcast, we usually talk about why we stopped playing the last game we were playing. <laughs> Borderlands, pretty funny. We made that podcast. We were kind of going hard at the game. We were... L- trying to level up all the characters. We were each going to get a whole suite of characters. We wanted to get further into the further raids. Uh, We didn't... Oh, yeah. We never actually even got to, like, a raid. That's right. John kept turning up the mayhem level. We were trying to do Mr. Torg's Circle of Slaughter. We were getting deeper into the game. Then we... John kept messing with the mayhem level. Then we, we wanted to farm some new weapons for our guys that hadn't 
turned the may- mayhem level up yet. They were just like level 57. So we went to do that first circle of slaughter, and we did it like several times in a row. And got I got one gold gun to drop. It was literally one gold gun. And I think John got like two. And we were like, oh, my God, something is wrong here. Because before, there was like, I don't know, like what, 200 drops or something? Yeah, I I mean, it went from your screen was just completely filled, filled, yeah, yeah, filled with gold guns to, you know, maybe one or two over the course of an hour. So like over the course of of an hour of farming that circle of slaughter, it went from too many to even reasonably look at and you know think about. So you know, two hundred gold guns drop, and the way Borderlands is, you kind of want to look at each and every one of those things, Mm -hmm. but. You know, so we would be playing and we'd actively just be leaving guns on the ground because there were just too many to reasonably even yeah, like yeah. look at and filter. Then suddenly we decided to farm and what's this? Just nothing dropped. So we kind of, I remember we looked on Reddit at the yeah, time and there, there was a bunch of people saying like, well, it's just because the, the co-op loot event is over. <laughs> Get used to it. Like that's right, really normal in yeah, Borderlands. There, and we're like, no way is that normal to play Borderlands for like more than an hour successfully. Like we were beating the mayhem levels uh-huh. or the right. circle slaughter levels. We were beating levels. big bosses essentially. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Gang boss, whatever. Well, so that was like a huge turnoff. We were trying to get all our different characters to compete at higher mayhem levels, kind of figure out what the best builds were, all that kind of stuff. And then suddenly we couldn't even farm like a single gun. So we kind of weren't sure about playing it. Oh, and then so then after that they announced like, yes, the loot drops were broken. The like loot possibly. drops were bugged. They, they mentioned that it might be broken, but it didn't seem like there was a fix necessarily forthcoming. No, no, I think they... They did. I just, I don't oh, know if you really? looked at, okay. yes, they announced, number one, the chests and different parts of the game weren't giving appropriate mayhem level gear to the mayhem level you were at. Uh-huh. That w- was like a known bug. They announced like a lot of like the drops were broken. And anyway, then they announced like a three-stage plan for fixing the mess as oh, well right, as doing right. a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, and, and there were so many bugs related to the Mayhem 2.0. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were we but crashing a ton, too, after yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, we started crashing. But <laughs> it, it really shows how hard it is to be, like, a game creator because just one night of kind of shitty bugs, and we were just out of there. Like, there's oh so yeah, many other yeah, games Oh, yeah, well, one play. night of trying to, like, farm a lot of new gear to level up your guy and <laughs> having zero right, success. Right, right. I mean, just imagine, like, losing your customers forever over kind of a minor patch bug that... Oh, yeah. And, like, you don't know what those people are doing, but, you know, just, like, snap your fingers and they're done with your game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess at the time I thought like, yeah, maybe we'll come back and play some more, but now we're probably not going to. Yeah, we've we've got so many other games we want to play. Yeah, really we, cool. We started games. playing <laughs> Zombie Army for yeah, yeah. Dead well, let's Rising. talk about that at the end. Yeah, okay. So to w- we beat Generation Zero, kind of like main quest now. Uh-huh. Um, right. Oh yeah, so we let's talk a little bit about the game in general. Oh yeah, it's it's. It's a weird game because it's kind of like games you've played before and also completely unlike any game you've played before. Yeah, so yeah. So if you're looking at this video, you've seen some of like the gameplay, and my guy just died. 
and so I mean, what is Generation Zero? It's it's an open world game. It takes place in historical nineteen eighties Sweden, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and you kind of get birthed into the world, and it's this huge open world. And it's just overrun by killer robots. Yeah, killer basically. robots, and so there's all kinds of these robots armed with guns, and when you first come in the game, you don't know what's, like, going on, except yeah. that you, like, you're completely helpless, and these little robot dogs start just slaughtering you, and there's, like, nothing you can do about it. Oh, so on about the plot of this game. I'm not sure we quite at the time we completed it, collected and looked at enough of the uh, materials or information or documents presented in the game to figure out what exactly the story is supposed to be. But it seems like the robots were made here, right? R- we well, yeah, that. I mean these are a lot of spoilers now oh, if yeah, you yeah, care yeah. about the game story, but Oh yeah, so forget uh, it. <laughs> no spoilers. Well, essentially, I I mean uh, one thing that's not much of a spoiler, because they hint at it from the very beginning, is that the robots are somehow of domestic oh, manufacture yeah, of domestic to manufacture. Sweden. So, you know, it'd be like if you were in the United States, you kind of come into, I don't know, Phoenix or something, and there are, like, U.S. Army drones kind of shooting at you. It's like, is that's like when you walk into the game, that's kind of like what's going on. Yeah, and it... Okay, there's so many things to talk about here, and I gotta look at my notes. But this is the first game we've played where, like, from the very outset of the game, it's clear that the loot, the loot is like so crucial, and you need it so bad, and it's all like so limited. And I remember when we first dropped into the game, there was only like one gun lying around, <laughs> and you grabbed the gun, and I was just yeah, like running and around and like an idiot for the first right, like, I was like ten minutes plinking, of the game or something. I was plinking with this little pistol yeah. at these killer robot dogs, and Genevieve was just running around in circles. Yeah, <laughs> and you, there's no melee in the game, so I was like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like what <laughs> hiding? Um. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm trying to think of general overall things about the game. It's very it it's very wildlands like in a way. Oh right, like Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah. It's, in fact, it's like the closest. Those these these two games are like very spiritually similar. Like just the way you would get into trouble and fight with the mobs in the world, and you would kind of slowly whittle them down. Yeah, and then so here's the the open world. Maybe you could see it. Well, just we were looking at the map there, but now something else is going on. What did it blink out there? Um, oh, yeah. No, I see. like, my guy just died, so I it was spawning me back in. I see. So you can see on the map these little structures, right? And these structures, they're, they're various things. They're farms or uh, towns little, and know, cities. Towns, and sheds in the woods. Military oh, bases. Yeah, military bases, bunkers. Any kind of thing. So when your map is unexplored, you... you mark them and you can set out and kind of explore them then the amount of killer robots you're going to encounter on the walk there or well b- or bicycle ride <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if, they were, if there were other vehicles in this game but we only ever ended up getting bicycles and the amount of killer robots you're going to encounter when you reach your like destination of this little farm is completely variable and that's a way that it's really like wildlands like because in wildlands you would set out into the map and like how many of those like uh 
those purple cartel guys or the, like yeah the, the unidad, unidad that yeah. you would like encounter along your way and then how like stuffed full that base was going to be in when you arrived there and what kind of like a plan you needed to make it's all kind of similar so you you approach these like farms or something and kind of survey the area and make sure you're not walking into a death trap or kind of try to stealthily take some out uh-huh yeah and they're both games are also similar i think in the kind of like vector or like the, the way the battle goes and the way it plays out is highly dependent on the planning you do and like whether you get like the items like destruct or explosives dynamite uh the flares like we were talking about that distracted bird like the the degree of planning you put into a fight and how orderly and well and how orderly you accomplish your plan and how like uh how decent and sensible your plan was right, to begin it, with. It makes a big difference it makes in a huge how the difference. fight like ends up playing out. For for example, you could set these uh, bogus little traps in this game. I call them bogus because I never got good at them. Despite <laughs> John just gave John gave up on them. You won't wouldn't catch him setting <laughs> one of these well, stupid traps. I know, but I just got tired of carrying all those like ten or fifteen. Yes, pounds yes. Of so the game presents you with uh, gas canisters and compressed air canisters and <coughs> I don't know a few other types of explos explosives so you can uh throw them all on the ground and then put like a boom box which attracts the attracts the robots to the area and then attempt to shoot the shoot the <laughs> boom boxes to blow up like a large quantity of of robots like I said our degrees of success doing that were like not always great Right, but it it worked sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm and sure it was people like, could get better at right, it than and I it, did. It was nice when you did do it. Yeah, and then so if you want to do that, then you have to carry around all those super heavy canisters, and like the inventory management was a big part of this game. I feel like I'm getting off track here. The other game that I we wanted to compare it to to talk about a little bit that I enjoyed about it is. To me, it was a lot like Monster Hunter because every oh, right. every action you take in this game is so slow. It's so slow. And I played with like that hammer in Monster Hunter, so I know some of the other weapons were like a little faster. But it's still the same idea with the items and the actions that you're doing. They're, they take so long to plant the mine, shoot, sprint, move. Right, so I mean... Sorry, I don't mean to oh interrupt yeah, you, ahead. but part of it is in or in order to use the items, the pace of combat is a lot faster than it takes you to like switch to a med kit or you know plant oh, an yeah, item. Yeah. So you had to spend yeah. you have to spend a lot more time using these items than the time it takes for the monsters to actually kill you. Yes, yes, so just like in Monster Hunter, right, where if so you actually had to step away for a moment to heal, like, you better watch yourself. You're in terrible peril. And that moment of stepping away cost you, like, a moment of damage that was really right, significant. But, but, yeah, but you <coughs> need to, like, plan out yeah, you your need to use plan. of the items. A and just like in Monster Hunter... The items were real uh, or are I don't where I don't know if it's like where are but uh they're the items are very uh scarce 
so you have to really think about what you're using and what you're gonna right. need in and the next like yeah like if however you, many minutes of this particular yeah fight. yeah and if you spam like all your med kits away you're just gonna be out of them and subsequently like the combat gets much harder yeah because you've or used you're everything. just you can't recover take any damage and you're done yeah this game was really challenging it was tough but it was cool the way in which it's tough oh another really cool kind of just conceptual thing about this game is when you die the bosses in the area become more powerful and the more robots you defeat the more powerful the bosses in the area become so that sounds kind of like damning it's like oh well you're playing really badly <laughs> and the enemies are becoming a lot more powerful but and i was saying like the game is really challenging but the thing that's like cool about it is you can just sneak through the game and not uh try to take down these enemies if right, you want you could kind of blandly go and do quests and yeah you could go and do quests you could just uh stay and sneak there's uh, uh maybe you'll pull up the skill tree <coughs> With the skills in your gameplay oh, at some right, point here. Right. Yeah, I, it's funny because there's like so many things to talk about this yeah, game. Yeah. I feel like it's it's almost impossible not to get sidetracked. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, so you mentioned the skills. Uh, one of the really cool things about this game, I thought, was how in the beginning you spawn into the world with no weapons and you kind of slowly get like crappy weapons like you know pistol shotgun i don't oh know yeah, here, whatever here they oh are. the skill yeah the skill tree's up on the thing right now but uh in the beginning the first time you encounter one of these hunter monsters and regardless of what weapon you have it's a low level weapon and you probably don't have many skills yet and it's like that thing is just impossible. Like you're not going to kill it. Or just a completely deadly adversary. Right, the first right, time we encountered one of the like tanks or harvesters oh, the, or something. Yeah, the first time we encountered <laughs> a tank, we actually probably like each died 20 times. At least 20 times. Right, and I was like, I don't we, think we're meant to kill this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We spawn. And so there's like spawn points in this game. And the tank had actually kind of conveniently run up to a spawn Yeah, point, to the safe house. Right. And yeah. it still killed us just like 20 times each and we used all of our ammo on it like we couldn't kill this thing oh yeah for, we for anything we like, used our ammo completely yeah like we up. literally used all our ammo and especially early in the game before you get like the ammo skill you the ammo is super scarce so mm -hmm. i i thought like we're gonna have to stop playing after fighting one tank yeah like, yeah we're and done. just spend the rest of the game sneaking yeah, or yeah. something so in the beginning of the game, these monsters are just way above your head. They're, like, above your level. And then we actually got past the newbie zone, and we were still really bad. And these, like, higher-level monsters came out, like the higher-level hunters, all that kind of stuff, and boss monsters, on and on. And it just seemed like the game was going to be, like, a just like a brick wall in front of <laughs> you like you're never gonna like pass this game but as you slowly kind of learn the game systems and you like learn the items you start getting skills and you, you learn where to shoot them oh right which and is so another yeah cool that's another really yeah it's a special aspect of this game that these robots have like components like fuel tanks and 
I don't know, weak points in their joints, uh, their little head. They have, like, the tanks have a sensor camera. Yeah, so there's just really specific places you have to aim, right. really specific. And if you're not hitting those really specific places, just forget it. You're just right. wasting you're, your ammo. You're That's shooting, all you're doing. Right, you're shooting, like, low-caliber ammo into just, like, four-inch-thick armor. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, in the beginning, the game is impossible, but through the use of the game's own systems you very slowly start to first be able to kind of handle what's being thrown at you. And then by the end of the game, when, you know, we had most of our skills and gold weapons and stuff, mm -hmm. we were actually, and this is like kind of near the very end mm -hmm. mostly, but there came like at least a week where generally we wouldn't die when fighting monsters. And we would even yeah, sometimes yeah. beat tanks and groups Without of hunters. <laughs> Not even without dying, but, like, without taking much damage. Yeah. yeah. So, it's just... That, and that's another way that it was really Wildlands-like, and a reason I think we really enjoyed the oh game. Oh, right. The same thing happened in Wildlands, where, as you kind of, like, learned how the the different... what Like, it was equipment in Wildlands. Oh, right? yeah. Like, uh -huh. the drone. Like, you used the drone better. And you had used the explosives. Explosives, and stuff too. yeah. You, you, you played the game and kind of slowly got to conquer this kind of indomitable thing this like you know the mobs are just <laughs> like above your head so so yeah i i mean it's very few games actually feel that way would you agree with that absolutely yeah right like if you think of borderlands the difficulty curve like it starts out easy it stays pretty easy unless you get under leveled then it gets like a little bit unreasonably oh, yeah. hard yeah and then you keep going, and then, like, at endgame, there's this kind of, like, weird difficulty spike that has something to do with, like, bosses having huge health pools. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in in a game like Generation Zero or Wildlands was another one, the difficulty kind of starts out, like, pretty high, like mm -hmm. a 0.7 out of 1. or And, you know, it's, like, a hard game, and you're dying and losing constantly. And then through your own kind of mastery and understanding of the game, the difficulty starts to kind of, like, ramp down. And then, ultimately, I feel like, in Generation Zero, it kind of, like, stayed up at that, like, 60 to 80% difficulty, or, mm -hmm. like, pretty hard. It was pretty hard most of the time, I'd say. And along with learning to use the game's tools better, as you use them more and more, you just have to be killed by these <laughs> by yeah, these yeah. stinking robots right. long enough that like there was this there was this one quest that was like it was like look at a windmill it was literally like look at a windmill oh, there was yeah. nothing and there was nothing even <laughs> remotely difficult about right. it but the field of windmills was populated by like 25 tanks or oh it was like 25 hunters those are like the big tall standing robots and like s at least seven tanks <coughs> yeah just yeah. an enormous quantity right and and this <laughs> is in a game where two players i think going into like if you saw two players going up against one tank you'd say like uh maybe it's 50 50 that they kill that thing without dying yeah definitely if, if the tank is isolated so you know you add two tanks or god forbid like five to seven tanks yeah. and two players are you know, they're, like, helpless. There's nothing yeah, they yeah. can do to, like, win that battle. And I remember we tried to do this this dumb windmill quest, like, one night. We got destroyed by those, <laughs> like, seven tanks. And I thought, like, that's cool. 
we'll try to do it tomorrow and the map will have reloaded and these tanks will have moved along. Oh, yeah. Like, wrong, <laughs> wrong. So we tried to do it the next day and uh, all it was the exact same situation, like seven tanks and 25 hunters. And there yeah, was like a yeah. little safe house where you had to run over a bridge over a river oh, right. in so order they, to access yeah, the and windmills. They'd all be looking at you and you'd be pinned on yeah, the other yeah. side. Yeah, so we, we decided we were going to get this quest done, regardless of if it cost us 50 or 70 lives or something. So we resolved to defeat these like seven or eight tanks on the other side of this river. And that was the first day when they, they basically, seven or eight of them had complete carte blanche to roast us across the river over and over again as many times as they wanted right and uh, that was the first day i really like got thoroughly acquainted with every single one of their attacks and the timing oh, right, of it and yeah. the noise that happens beforehand mm-hmm. and like what what uh everything really meant and we'd probably did we probably did get killed like 70 80 yeah times. yeah it, it was crazy how many times we died like on that night and we you know, we probably played for three or four hours just, like, dying every two minutes. Oh, so. yeah. No, it was dying. <laughs> you would walk oh, out of right. the same house and you'd, die. Sometimes you'd die before you even, like, loaded in because they were shooting explosives. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and these things have just extremely long range on there. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they can kill you from, like, it's it's not quite U.S. Army range, given that U.S. Army can probably kill you from the other side of the world. But they can kill you while you can't see them. Yeah, as long as you've been discovered and their sensors know you're there or whatever. Right, and oh, there'd like, be the flying robots that would oh, they yeah. pulse, and then you'd get a bomb coming in on your location. If one player, let's say, like, I there am still fighting, like, a tank, and John has died, and John comes running out of a safe house running toward me, the tank will just send a missile over to to nuke him before he even, like, kind of reaches yeah, a reasonable yeah. combat area. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I you you mentioned like learning the attacks and I feel like that's another that's like the mark of a great game, I think. Like remember in Monster Hunter yeah, you absolutely. had to like learn that <coughs> stupid dragon's attack. Yeah, if you didn't know when like Legiana or whatever was yeah, gonna right, slam like down, you just weren't gonna You were just gonna eat half your health bar every mm-hmm. ten seconds because you didn't know how to like survive that attack. And, you know, they say, like, that's the key to Dark Souls and yeah. those type uh-huh. of games. Like, remember Remnant? It was a little bit like that. Uh-huh. Like, learn uh-huh. the stupid mobs' attacks. Oh, yeah. And so Remnant, we really had to learn those bosses' attacks. Like Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, in this game, in in Generation Zero, you have to kind of, like, learn these all these different attacks. And each, each tank can come equipped with, like, a different combination of weapon systems. Mm-hmm. And some of them had the gas and the stomps. Remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. But it's it's so cool to kind of, like, actually need to figure something out about the game. Yes, about <laughs> what the enemies are doing yeah. and, like, how to anticipate it and how it all works. <coughs> right. Oh, another really cool thing I thought about Generation Zero was how, like, the robots work together. Remember how, oh, yeah. like, they would kind of the tanks would be a little bit helpless on their own. But if they had just two hunters or a couple of dogs, th- it was Yeah, like I love the way that this game will punish you for being trash. And, like, the tanks go like, wah, wah, and then they call down a <laughs> fleet of hunters to destroy yeah, you. It's so you need to eliminate them in a rational, like, uh, rational sequence 
Right. It's right. relatively quickly. Otherwise, you might end up fu- fighting like three waves of hunters and uh-huh. dying over and over again. Right, just like you helplessly because yeah. they were too strong together with like that particular geography. Yeah, with yeah. their little army that they spawned because you didn't actually kill them quick enough. Uh-huh. Did I interrupt you? Were you saying uh, something? No, no, just... Uh, yeah, that's a cool part of the game. Uh, did we have other stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we had so many notes. Oh, wow, look at all this. Wait. You're just not oh, in I'm the, on the correct wrong part of this <laughs> small notebook. Wow. Should have prepared a little better here. Oh, yeah. Another, like, amusing thing about... We, when we first turned on this game, we were real astonished at, I guess it's like the first, quote, like, looter shooter that we've played that actually drove us to care about the loot and not be, like, completely <laughs> annoyed by it or, like, overburdened by it or end up, like, hating it. Right, right. Well, if you compare this one to Breakpoint, so, okay, Generation Zero, it's this weird... It's, like, made by a seemingly indie studio. Or they made the Just Cause games. I've never played those. Oh, yeah, those. we wanted to check those out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and we, we got their other game called The Hunter, where apparently you just hunt animals. Yeah, yeah, we were really yeah, <laughs> excited to hunt the animals if it was anything like hunting the robots in yeah. this game. But maybe it yeah, wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. So in this game, Generation Zero, we were just... Like, we looted like maniacs. Like, every little house, every bit of structure in the world, every corner of these really intricate, gnarly bunkers. And if you didn't, you would seriously fall in danger right, of having right. no ammunition. Just yeah, period. End right, of story. Right. No but matter how conservatively you were trying yeah, to play yeah, with it. But we, we were crazy about every type of loot, like the flares, yeah. the EMPs better guns like we were just after it like crackheads like you know we just wanted it no matter what and then you know we played ghost recon breakpoint we tried to play it a few times and you know less than an hour into the game i was just not even looking at the loot like yeah yeah it was like we got an hour in i'd already gotten like three or four guns that were just pure trash and they were these kind of marginal like level ups or something mm-hmm. and then there'd be there was like the clothes that worked on the same system mm-hmm. and i like went through a few ammo pickups or box pickups or whatever and then you basically have infinite ammo in that game. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'd be picking up ammo that you didn't need. And it took, like, less than an hour for me to just stop. Not want to look at it Yeah, stop at looting all. in Breakpoint. But, you know. In we this game, you feel like that loot is literally your only salvation and the only chance you right, have against right. the enemies. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, it's like it feels good to want something in a game yeah, rather yeah. than being irritated at what the game is throwing at you. So you know, like a hundred hours into this or I don't know, 160 hours. Basically on day 45 or day 30 of playing this, we were just as crazy for the loot as we were on like day one or day two. With with a small caveat that we kind of like started to get too much ammo and we're leaving some loot behind. Mm-hmm. But the the uh, skills let you... Oh, there's a cup. There's like more carry capacity in there, so you can get that at some point. Uh, you can increase the efficacy of 
your med kits so you can like get that at some point you can make right, it so right. more ammo drops in each uh, ammo box you loot mm. right and uh i mean in this game in particular are you about to set a trap here I kinda oh yeah it. well it looks like I'm. <laughs> you're just gonna run it you're just gonna run at that with but the gas tank in this game uh you made oh the you know p- getting Gun power-ups is also a nice way to save ammo because you would kill. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I think you can get ultimately about a 35% damage boost, which that would cut down on, like, 20 or 30% of the ammo you oh, use yeah, to kill yeah. them. So, so, yeah, I I thought it was kind of... Oh, look, my guy just died. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. died immediately doing I I enjoyed... The different ways that you could kind of build your skills out to interact with like this other part of the game, which was the loot. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like there's this skill called hack, which I ended up not liking too much, but <laughs> I was still enjoying it at the end. I just chuckled at that. <laughs> what were you doing? There? Uh, if you're not watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast, podcast, we just watched this footage of John with an explosive gas tank in his hand. Run up to the tank, <laughs> drop the gas tank at the feet of the tank. Then the tank stopped on it, exploded and killed, and exploded and killed John. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, that another thing happened where I would try to run under the tank's feet and put landmines, and then the oh, tank yeah, would kind of just explode, be yeah. like, yeah, the, the tank would he just be, <laughs> yeah, he's he like explode. stomping around a little bit, and then he steps on the landmine moments after you put it. So like you go boom. You go boom. Yeah. And then the tank <laughs> has lost like 2% of his health. Oh, but I was trying to say about the loot here having to do with this note. So like you're you're leveling up in the game and the game starts giving you more better stuff to deal with the robots. For example, at some point you get a, what's that thing? The Granat Makaivar called. It's just like yeah, rocket we, launcher. We learned a lot right? of cool Swedish words oh, from yeah. this game too. Like Givar means rifle. Yeah, yeah. Ostensibly. I, when we had uh, Wildlands in Spanish, I think. Oh, f- oh yeah, we Franco learned. Tirador, yeah, we fr- learned. yeah, we learned a lot of cool Spanish words from Wildlands in Spanish. Oh, but anyway, the game finally gave us this rocket launcher. I was like, oh my god, this thing is so cool. Now shooting these tanks makes sense. You run up behind the tank. You nuke his fuel cell with this huge rocket launcher. He goes down in like two shots. This is sweet. I thought like this is sick. I'm gonna be able to eliminate these tanks from now on. So I'm running around with it. Like see a tank, see another tank. Boom, ammo done. <laughs> and like a lot. And I was like, oh okay. Like this isn't gonna be the long term solution for this game. The like funny thing is that you get better stuff to deal with the robots, but you'll end up just shooting at the tank with, like, some crappy oh, right. pistol at yeah, some yeah, point with, with, like, like a, your, your with green a pistol. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <you> just <laughs> out of, like, frustration or, like, not having anything else to do or having, yeah, like, yeah. used uh, up everything it, else. And I like sp- <laughs> yeah, I would spend many hours in the game kind of, like, gleefully shooting the 9mm yeah, yeah. 32 ACP pistol at the Yeah, yeah, I remember I was supposed to be like, I don't have ammo for anything else. <laughs> just, like, shooting at this, this yeah, uh, yeah. tank with the pistol is so dumb. But that was really a lot of fun, too. Oh, it's it was really fun. Just, like, because the game has this kind of meaningful economy where you actually kind yeah. of highly value your stupid shit you're finding, 
you yeah. can you play in these like kind of strange perverse you ways hoard like, and you yeah oh yeah, yeah like i had to deal with all kinds of different hoarding tendencies oh yeah yeah then as we were playing we had like a lot of discussions over like well what ammo should we be leaving yeah and like at some point genevieve stopped picking up sniper rifle ammo and i was like ah she's a fool and then, like, a couple of days later, I was like, my weight's out of control. I got to <laughs> stop picking up sniper rifle ammo. When you're overburdened in this game, you can't sprint oh, like right. in fog yeah, or something. But I would always I would always feel just, like, a huge... We would look, and I'd have, like, a thousand, a thousand oh, rounds yeah, on me. Uh, like like more than, like sometimes, sometimes I'd have, like, 4,000. Yeah, no, sometimes Jenny would be carrying, like, 12,000 rounds of guns she wasn't using. Just kind of, like... <laughs> Out of carry. That was after after you get enough carry capacity and buff your ammo receiving, you can you can run into problems like that. Yeah, but for you the start. for this part, I think in this part, this playing here in the video, you were still using blue guns. Uh, so this had yeah, to be so pretty darn right. Early this on. was uh, this was I guess this was on my birthday because I looked at the date. It was May fifteenth. Oh wow! So we still in this video that's playing, we still had the blue guns. And in this, in Generation Zero, the gold guns are just incredible. They're, yeah. They're, like, better in every way, so. Kind of a little before we stopped playing, John got a. Oh, like a six-star. It was like a magenta gun. Yeah, Is that magenta. What it was, like a yeah, pink it was gun? a six-star pinker. I guess you could call it magenta. But it was a rocket launcher that shot two at a time, yeah, which so made that, that a really lot cool. better. Although, I, it just made it so I never had ammo. But <laughs> yeah. But it was yeah. fun because you could, like, if you picked up 15 rocket launcher ammo, you could kind of just, like, shoot them all off in, you know, in, like, four seconds, which was kind of nice. But, uh, what, oh, I was going to say something. <laughs> oh, I wanted to say a note we took here. This was, like, a survival game, looter shooter or whatever. <coughs> and we, after playing it a little while, realized how grateful we were that you didn't need to flute feed and water yourself in oh it. yeah right it's like a survival game but you're really only surviving on your health and yes, there's yes. no like crap like the stupid like, that yeah, food and water is so crap all the time or yeah, like trying yeah, to like drink or yeah, canteen care or like my god right it's it's funny though because like so often we have really condemned those survival games and then we just played one where that kind of like the aspect of scarcity was done well was done and well, it was enjoyable yeah. and it was just something that we loved so you know it's like i guess yeah you gotta try it really yeah before right, you know whether you right. like it or not oh yeah okay so another big topic here i don't know if we we haven't gotten much on the website recently and maybe we never will again because we're <laughs> we're pretty busy now with other stuff but so john maybe we did talk a little bit on the website about it had remapped his controller for to move sprint off l3 isn't oh it yeah on? l3 so l3 on playstation is yeah. pressing in your left stick yeah. So on so Xbox, John had, that has a different, it has a different word name. or description. Yeah. yeah. John had remapped for Star Wars because when you played as one of those saber heroes, well, and just in the game in general, you could do like a sprint attack. Then in this game, the main, okay, so to survive your encounter with one of these robots, you can have an active item 
uh, that's uh, got him under control. It's different for each different type. Like the tank, the fireworks will kind of bamboozle any robot. The uh, hunter pays attention to the flare, but the tank doesn't pay attention to the flare that much. In fact, I think we've seen John whip a flare at like a ton of tanks in this video. <laughs> like They just nuked him right after he did that. <laughs> Then the tank will get bamboozled by a smoke grenade, but the hunter will not get bamboozled by a smoke grenade. It's all stuff like that. But then the other main way, we survive the encounter. And again, like different people get different skills. They might have different play styles. But it it was sprint. And then in the skills, what was it? It was like increase the sprint oh, right. I was two gonna, times yeah, or something. I was going to say that earlier. So this is more just like a tip for this game. Yeah. But there's a skill that increases your sprint and run speed. And so if you're playing this game, you just need to get that one as soon as possible because... We believe. Yeah. We believe. <laughs> I mean, th there's probably people online playing different ways, but I'm saying that that is what allowed us to survive or triumph in this game at all. If you put two points in that skill... You run it just like a breakneck. Oh pace. yeah, you're like running like Wes Russell Westbrook. Yeah, down yeah, the you're running like Russell Westbrook down <laughs> the basketball court. It is just like insane. And then uh, you can basically shoot a component or whatever and sprint and get away. Or when you see the missiles heading toward oh, yeah, you, you, you can, can sprint and get out of the way. Sprint out of the way of harm. Yeah, the hunters are always jumping through the air to kind of like ground slam oh, you. Oh, that ground slam is <laughs> incredible. They yeah. like drop this huge blade on you and your guy just crumples. Yeah, and you can sprint to get out of the way if you're super fast and you got two points in the skill. But what I'm saying about the controller remapping is that if you're depending on using sprint basically like a it, it's so fast in this game it's practically like a gap like a gap closer like I, I remember thinking of like the crappy stam guy eso gap closer oh yeah where yeah. you would tap that button you would like a scoot little, across yeah, your guy kind of slowly but a lot faster than normal but yeah you scoot <laughs> to the scoot. other guy and that's really what it's like in this game then having that on l3 or like the trigger press in the left the stick the press stick pressing you can't really control that. You can't control right. well, it. You can't if know you when it's turned toggled right, on and but off. But even when you do, it's such a carpal tunnel it's, thing. Yeah, like it's like a one side. Yeah, when I remapped off that for Star Wars, it just it was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. yeah, and then I I had to for this game. It's amazing how your whole mental conception of sprint changes when you get it off that terrible. Oh, but in co in Code Vein, it was on, on right, R1, it was on R1, and I yeah. loved that. Right. Once I got used to it, that was amazing. So I put it on R1 for this game, uh -huh. and then uh, I that was an easy sacrifice because it was like uh. change bullet mode or something. Oh, yeah, it was change fire change mode. Change fire so mode. If you so wanted, like, so I didn't Genevieve, do that that yeah, often. But Not Genevieve, even that many guns had it in this game. Yeah, yeah. So, like, switch between automatic and semi-automatic yeah. fire. But Genevieve swapped R1 and L3 on her controller. Yeah. And on mine, what I did is I additionally mapped L3 to the triangle paddle on my Xbox controller. So the paddle that would be like a redundant triangle instead was L3. So that was there any triangle command in this game? Yeah, so well triangle is weapon swap, so you could press triangle once to change from like say your rifle to your rocket launcher. Mm -hmm. Or you could press it, double tap it to switch to your pistol. 
So I was fine with just using the actual face button, like trying. Oh the yeah, face I, John yeah. uses the fa- <laughs> John's in a different like <laughs> universe because he still uses his face buttons on his paddle controller. Right. Well, but I abandoned them. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I have mentally abandoned <laughs> the concept of right, them when I right. learned how but to use the you know, paddle those, controller. Those buttons are there. Yeah, I know they are there. You right. Can use so them. it's like this kind of nice redundancy thing where you can change it up a little bit but if you have one of those pro controllers or thinking you're getting one that sprint remapping can't recommend it enough oh right and, and it's it's cool because so i first did that kind of like controller swapper or whatever you want to call it on star wars battlefront and that remap has like worked for every game we've played the since. one you like did, yeah. it works great for generation zero yeah mine i'm struggling now in this zombie game oh right so i think i'm gonna have to do something different right although so i love having sprint <laughs> on r1 oh but i i keep telling genevieve that if you just kind of mentally remap r1 to like your l3 oh yeah i know but, but that's not the right. problem in the zombie game it's because the frequency of use of l3 oh and yeah. it has to be held in because of the way i swap to set traps and stuff is just like it's as bad as sprint that's the real oh. problem with it oh okay so yeah in zombie army you have to hold R1 to, say, prime a grenade to throw yeah. or to do, like, a mine or to set a mine Yeah, or exactly. So I'm just saying holding. Holding L3 yeah. in that case that's is actually w- kind of That's pain. the worst right, thing. That's, that's like the one it's thing even you don't want to do. It's the worst carpal tunnel yeah. because now you're holding it in while you might be wanting to move it. So you're, like, adding pressure to your thumb while Yeah, that's what I'm it. saying. I, I'll probably right, have to right. change but it, but... I well, mine in Zombie Army with uh, the triangle paddle being L three that it works great like that in Zombie Army too, because in most of these games triangle is like weapon swap, and you almost never. So the whole reason to get the pro controller is so that you can press those face buttons without taking your thumb off the right stick, mm-hmm. but when you're <laughs> swapping the weapon is one time that. It's not really necessary for you to like keep aiming. I hear what you're saying, but right. I just don't like to even touch those face buttons at all anymore. It gives me the right. Duties. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna just have to come up with some other. Solution I know I'm gonna then. have to yeah. come up with some other yeah. solution. I gotta think about it before we keep playing too. <coughs> right. Oh wait, let's see. I have a note here. There's nothing sweeter than the sound of the game the video games birds mixing with the sound oh of the birds that. outside <laughs> your own window yeah yeah that <laughs> not an important note at all right. but i mean i guess just talking about generation zero i thought the sound design and stuff in this game was just amazing like yeah oh yeah this yeah is this is another game we played with no music right we played it with no music in the background so it's not always like you play music in the background. It's not always a commentary on the game sound. Like <laughs> I feel like Battlefront Two, we played music, but that game had decent sound. Yeah, like the voice lines, the lightsaber sound. I agree. It was just but so much more fun with like with your own jams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. all but PvP it was like, games yeah, it pretty was much. A, are. Yeah, it was like a long drawn out PvP game too. But in Generation Zero, the sound really is. It beautiful. was great. Like, loved it. I yeah, loved the, yeah. the, the the. It was like it was like spooky. Yeah, like it was like, yeah, you could say it was like atmospheric maybe. But but yeah, like 
they would try to terrify you. Like, yeah, I feel yeah, like when yeah. the robots were the robots, had their sights on you. Yeah, the it. robots made such a great coos and they yeah, call to yeah. each other and you'd hear them like stomping in the countryside. Anyway, it's just this it was it the game had beautiful sound and I feel like this is one game where you'd kind of be doing a disservice by playing music over it or something. Absolutely. And a disservice to yourself because you wouldn't be getting your like audio notifications. Not that we cared about that in ESO and some of the other games we played. Right. I mean, in like ESO, the sound was so bad that like there were probably like early Nintendo (laughs) games that had nicer sound. I have a weird note here. You're in danger when you're not watching what the enemy is doing. Oh and right, you're right. in danger when you are watching <laughs> what the enemy is doing. Yeah. I Well, that was such a cool part of this game, I thought, where... I mean, I, maybe, like, a lot of shooters or all shooters are like this, but you can kind of be spending your time in the game where all you're doing is, like, taking shots and taking bullets. And if you don't kind of, like, know what's going on, you could kind of just, like, run around like a chicken until something puts you down. What do you mean you you can take... Like, okay, in a game, you're usually, like, doing something. Yeah. You're shooting things. You're, like, jumping on platforms. You're picking up items. Yeah. So not all games are like this, but... This is one that is like this. One thing that you could be doing in the game is just running around doing a whole lot of nothing, getting killed without yeah. like doing any action. So there's like this whole level of like thought and intentionality you have to have to actually be like making successful actions in the game. And then just relating to the note you had, it's like I'm trying in this to game, think specifically well, okay, what exactly. In this game in particular, the the enemies are highly lethal and they can kill you without you being able to see them. But the thing is that in this game you have to look at them to be able to shoot them. So if you are looking at that enemy and he's like looking at you, that means you're kind of like dead or you're in more danger. Yes. If you're yes. like looking at him over an open field and he sees you, that means like you're about to die. Mm-hmm regardless of anything you're doing. But I'm just saying that there's like there's something really enjoyable in games like this and Battlefront was one of them too. Like remember in Battlefront you could be playing Supremacy or whatever and like you just be spending long periods of time getting shot at mm-hmm. without ever like shooting back at the enemy. And that was because like the enemy was watching the like sight lines better than you or they were shooting you from behind or they were like flanking you. Mm-hmm. So it was like possible that in your playing of the game, like all you were doing was being a target. Mm-hmm. And that has to do with kind of like, the whole, like, hunting and stalking aspect of the game and, like, knowing what's going on. And there's, like, lots of games that are not like that. Like, it's very rare in Borderlands that you're kind of spending time not shooting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing kind of like... Oh, and Wildlands is like that, too. Remember how, like, we'd always laugh playing Wildlands sometimes because you, like, get into a base and all you do is just get surrounded and shot thousands shot yeah. at thousands <laughs> yeah. of times. Like you can play the game and whatever you're doing is kinda not going well. 
So all you're doing is getting shot at. Uh-huh. That's, I guess uh-huh. that's like my only point. But Generation Zero is one of those games where you can kind of move yourself and play in such a way that those, like all you're doing is getting shot by robots. You're mm-hmm. like spending the whole night just getting shot and like being a moving target or a stationary target. Quick note about the loot here. And the like scarcity of it. Well, we neither of us ever ended up buying that med pack perk, but you quickly start to make a hierarchy of when you'll like kind of eat a med pack or not. It's oh like right, starting with right. number one: Am I buy a safe house? Yeah. Like, if yes, I will not eat med pack. <laughs> like, oh right, yeah. There, I feel like it was almost a hack in this game <laughs> when I decided not to eat med packs near safe houses and yeah, like, take yeah. a death instead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and we'd sometimes like be low on health. So one of the kind of weird or cool things about this game is your health never regenerates unless you eat a med pack or you die. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you fought like one of those little doggies and lost 80% of your health, there'd, and you had no med packs, there'd be, like, no way to get that health back. So you could kind of throw yourself yeah, off kill a yourself cliff. to get it back. Yeah, yeah. But that should give you an idea how scarce the, the loot is when you start making up, like, rules for yourself to kind of deal with it. Yep. Oh, you can't change your ammo type except in the menu. I don't know why we cared about that. Oh, you wanted to talk about the big tank artillery. The tank, the what? Big tank artillery. <laughs> I don't know, just you liked it or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just cool. I don't, I don't know what we were thinking when we made that note, but <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so cool. First of all, the tank artillery. I feel like the tank artillery would just blow everything up where you were. So if you were kind of like in a building and there were like six hunters outside and the tank was firing off at you, they would, like, shoot each other. Like, the tank explosives would actually blow the hunters up and the dogs up. And (laughs) also, yeah, yeah. So also, (laughs) (laughs) I guess you never noticed, but remember, like, the sticky flare? Yeah. So in this game, the robots, they shoot at flares. Like, I guess it overloads their sensors or, you know, it doesn't matter why, but they shoot at the flares. So there's these sticky flares, and if you put the sticky flare, say, on a tank, then, like, all the six hunters around and the other tank will shoot at that sticky flare and damage the tank. So, like, the the robots had friendly fire. Yeah, yeah, that was And so, cool like, too. you could hack them, and, like, the dog would shoot at the other dog, and then all the dogs would work together to kill the hacked dog. And, like, those were kind of, like, cool things that would happen. So we're finishing up here. Got a, another couple quick notes. Um, one really cool thing about this game, like in Ghost Recon you, or in Wildlands, <laughs> I don't know about in Breakpoint, but you'd sneak around a lot and you would sneak around and you might avoid being sighted by an enemy guard, yada, yada. <clears throat> but the game kind of gave you no credit for that. Then this game gives you escaped combat and it'll give you a little like XP for uh, sneaking out of a scenario in which, like, you w- could have fought or could have been killed. It will give you a little credit for getting away, which was, like, a kind of cool thing that I feel like more stealth games should kind of include. Where yeah, yeah, that I that was a pretty cool part. I mean, just 
Like you got some amount of credit for yeah. getting away from getting the away f- alive from the yeah, encounter. Yeah. And then uh, let's see. Just that I think we talked a lot about how some games are like a shooting gallery or like whack a mole. Oh right, like uh, that I. <laughs> I feel like that's such a huge distinction in these games where part of what I feel made Generation Zero so like fun and dynamic is, and you'll notice in this podcast, sometimes you'll see me coming up behind a robot, but if you want to say one thing about this game, you could say that the positioning and your movement is very crucial, and it's like, it happens dynamically where if you shoot at the robots and then your teammate is coming up behind them, they won't know your teammate is there and they'll kind of get shot in the back. And conversely, you can get shot in the back by the robots. So, you know, if you just put yourself in the middle of a meadow, you're just going to, like, die, right? Whereas if you use the little obstructions in the buildings and hide behind them and, like, once I got the better sprint, I started to really enjoy fighting in the cities and, like, the warehouses and stuff because you could use all the different entrances and kind of, like, pop up behind a robot and unload a full clip and then kind of, like, sprint to the other side of the house or the yeah, warehouse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, like, right. I think in the video here you just saw John kind of sprint behind a house and get blasted anyway. The cover was cool because it wasn't, like... What was that like? Division two. We oh, were playing like where division it was like two. If behind cover, like damaging yeah, invulnerable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so invulnerable. Like, right. So if you go behind some cover and that robot is like shooting a huge missile barrage at you, and it doesn't hit the front of the house, but rather lands kind of near you, it's yeah. just gonna splash and kill you and kill you. Yeah. Right. Oh, and some and robots. you could crawl real deep in a house, <laughs> and we would kind of laugh and say like, "Oh, these Swedish houses are really sturdy." Yeah, because yeah. The whole house would be like shaking off its foundations but like you'd be okay deep in the bathroom but god forbid you stand in a little porch like this like uh-huh, right or stand in like the sunroom or yeah, mud the sun room, room the mud room, room was really dangerous and you were gonna just uh be killed they could shoot through the windows they could send the send everything into that sunroom to kind of blow you up yeah yeah so oh, oh but anyway sorry just to return to that point in in a lot of games, you kind of, like, are on a rail and you go through these rooms where there's, like, stationed enemies yeah, and yeah. you kind of have to, like, slowly pick them off and whittle them down. Yeah, like Division. So, I feel right. like even Borderlands is like that in a way where it's, like, whack-a-mole. Like, they pop up. Right, like, he, he pops up and you're, like, shooting at them. So, you know, just your positioning and movement and j- it's... It's, it's more like you like could be on a monorail, like yeah, you're talking right, about. Right. Like you could be on a little train car slowly <laughs> moving forward. Yeah, yeah. And like now like you're in this scene and you're shooting the bullets and then you're in yeah. the next scene. So, you know, every game has like different amounts of that, but there's this like hidden fun factor or something where you're kind of like doing something that's exciting and that you have to kind of like be on your toes for versus you're doing something that is like a little bit kind of engineered for you yeah yeah or what's the word like monotone like a ride at the circus yeah right like you're getting this experience that they put together for you yeah 
versus like and i guess like that's really what makes generation zero and wildlands so like fun or interesting is that any particular fight you have is always it could be different or it could end differently mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like and you it might could play out right and like whether you win or lose is this whole like it's like a swashbuckling thing like either you kind of like were on top of the fight and you conquered it or else you kind of just got ground up you slipped below the waves okay so last thing we're going to talk about here i feel like it's already been too long for my taste but <laughs> This game was filled with bugs, but they were fun bugs. <laughs> <laughs> we loved them. Yeah, there yeah. was so so much diversity of bugs in this game. <laughs> I will say I don't think we blue screened very often though. It was it rare. happened it sometimes was like once per three days, but it was rare. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the bugs very lovable. For example, chair hovering above loot box. That was a oh, cute right. one. The loot boxes had. A little bit of like physics or something, yeah. and then sometimes like a piece of junk would be on top of them, yeah, and yeah. The, the loot box would like shoot it away. Or rarely, very occasionally, like one of us would die or something, and then the other one would be actively engaged with a huge robot on the screen, on their screen, who was taking damage and dishing out damage, who very much existed, and that same robot oh, right. would not exist yeah, on the yeah. other player's <laughs> screen. I don't know if we took video of it, but one time John was like fighting a hunter and I was just running around. There was nothing on my screen where that hunter was. I was just running around where that hunter was and there was just like nothing there. But the hunter was like killing John. He <laughs> was a real enemy. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember some of the other ones. Like uh, There'd be cool stuff like... Oh, we'd get stuck in the world and have to quit sometimes. That's oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> another thing we wanted to talk about with the looting. You're so desperate for the loot, then the, c- the oh, yeah. characters really, like, clip on each other in this game. <laughs> so, like, if you're looting one of those uh, semi-shipping containers and uh, John's in there, like, opening an ammo crate, like, I got to shove him out of the <laughs> way in order yeah, to get yeah. to it myself. So we would always be kind of, like, uh, trying to smash each other out of the way <laughs> to compete over, yeah, like, the yeah. same little If you're going for attack. the same, like, loot, little piece <laughs> of loot, you would have to actually push each other out of the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then if, like, oh, let's say that. John yeah. is in crouch and my little guy's clip, like, pushing him out of the way, you can get, like, kind of stuck in a little piece of crap. Yeah, or, in like, world. in a corner or yeah. behind some Oh, but remember, this was one of, like, the funniest and most irritating bugs, but there'd be those med kits laying around the world, and they'd be kind of, like, on top of a stove where it was very hard oh, to yeah. actually click on them. It was very difficult. I took a video of that, too, I should post, but I think we turned our field of view back in this game. That's what I kept saying about that. I think we may have had difficulty picking up some Mm -hmm. items because we turned our... Look at that trashy shooting. Oh, my God. I wasn't killing it either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it might be because of that. Kind of love turning the field of view back in a lot of these games. But, uh, oh, just uh, one last thing I also want to say is we just died, like, hundreds of times in this one. Yeah, yeah. And... I feel like, oh, I, I'm just so astonished because there's, like, an option to play it hardcore where dying is, like, forever. And I didn't actually look it up, but I wanted to before this. But I really wanted to see, first of all, if anyone had ever beat the game on uh-huh, hardcore uh-huh. mode. And second of all... How they played. 
Like right, right. I yeah. I'm just so curious to see how far people got because there are certain missions like that windmill one, for instance, where you're not going to sneak through that field. No, and think. you can't, like, I was thinking if you're playing on hardcore, you could hoard those EMPs. Like, the EMP will just dis- disable uh, oh, right. so any size The idea robot. being that you would disable you it and run away. You would sneak all the time, and if, like, you somehow accidentally, if a robot saw you, you would immediately EMP it. But, yeah, that doesn't, like, make sense because, like, that windmill mission, like you're talking about, you can't right, EMP right. seven tanks and, like, 25 Yeah, hunters. right. Yeah. You couldn't really do that. I, I mean, you would maybe be able to run away. But so each no. of us. Well, we tried to sneak in. <laughs> well, yeah, I, don't I know. know but, but I'm curious A better about player it than us might have been able to sneak a little better. But my only point is that we each died way more than 500 times, I think. Yeah. Uh, and so, at you know, and, like, a lot of those times, it was just kind of, like, playing like a kid where yeah, but al- you, for you the run whole out and f- die. For the whole first 30% of the game, we didn't, like, have the foggiest what was going on either about, like, the components of the robots. Oh, right, like right. But, anyway, my only point is I was trying to think of, like, how many of those deaths could have been prevented by better play. All and, of them. Well, uh, no, no, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying though that I felt like it was something like based on the situations we were in and if we were generally trying to avoid dangerous situations that probably 95% of those deaths that we had were avoidable right mm-hmm. but that still leaves 5% mm-hmm. where I feel like we were kind of in a place and the monsters started coming and there was like nowhere to hide. Yes, anyway, which all I'm let saying me say on that <laughs> note real fast, sometimes you would load into a safe house and there would be a tank and a pack of monsters around right, it. But that, like even that yeah, situation, right, I guess you right. could just port to another safe house. Well, not if you're in combat. Oh yeah, not if you're in right, combat. Right, right. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I, all I'm saying is I feel like at least 5% of our deaths were such that there was really, like, nothing we could have done for whatever reason, like, other than just maybe not playing in that part of the game. Especially but the fall damage deaths. Oh, right, <laughs> right. But, but yeah, I'm just saying that this, more than any other game we've played, like, like I can see how you avoid dying in Path of Exile. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, like, yeah. And then, like, oh, accidents happen with, like, the exploding corpse or whatever, but... In this game, it's so often that the odds are just so stacked against you, mm-hmm. and the robots are really fast, and they'll, like, shoot missiles at you from, you know, like, half a kilometer away or something. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like the idea of playing this game hardcore was, like, way more hardcore than any other game we've played. Like, Absolutely. You know, maybe yeah, I agree with that. I suppose it seemed about as unlikely that, people would win Ghost Recon Wildlands on hardcore. Like remember they had that ghost mode where I think this it was permadeath. I think this is far more unlikely than Wildlands. Right, be, right. I was gonna Wildlands say, I feel like you had a ton more control. Yeah, but also in Wildlands like you could sneak and one shot head kill everything. Yeah. So in this game and you, you could just run from the Unidad if they like assaulted right, you on the right. highway. You could just get away from them. Right. But in this game you absolutely can't one-shot or even one-clip kill a lot of things. Like the hunters, yeah. 
Like, you can't one-clip kill them with even a great assault rifle. Like, even if you hit their components. So, just the battle in this game is so stacked against, like, the player character. It's just so hard for me to imagine someone beating this whole game. Yeah, yeah, hardcore. we should look it up. Yeah, should have yeah. looked it up. But yeah, I wanted to, but... It's amazing we even managed to do this today anyway. Oh, wait, so I wanted to say... We loved this game. I We were so excited. We just wanted to play it again right away. I think we did my main quest, my quests, like John was getting invited to my game. So uh -huh. we were really excited just to go in and do it all again on John's game. But we decided we'll replay it a little bit later. Maybe we'll learn even right. more about it. Mm -hmm. But really, we had such a good time that we were half tempted yeah, just yeah. to and instantly turn the game on right. again <laughs> the, yeah, right after we beat it. One of those where like, Six months down the line or a year. I'm already they, really looking for yeah, playing right. it. Yeah, but oh, I was gonna say that if a if a DLC or something like that came out, oh, yeah, I would yeah. just be right on top of it, and I'd like instantly give them our money. Yeah, just, yeah, just to definitely. be able to play it. Yeah, really loved it. Uh, maybe enjoyed it as much as Wildlands, but it was over faster than Wildlands. I mean, it's right, a smaller right. game. Uh -huh. Um, so. So what what are we playing now? Zombie Dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a uh, Zombie Army for Dead or Zombie so Zombie something Dead Army Four. Yeah, yeah. It's made by the guys who made that Sniper Elite game. Yeah, and we tried Sniper Elite and kind of like really it liked it. Thought it was such like a clean, smooth game, but uh, we never got too deep into it. Maybe. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, we're we not. Never we weren't elite snipers enough. It's well, we just never got too. Yeah, into we never it. got too yeah. into it. And it's almost like that game is so like clean and smooth of a shooter sniper game that it almost like lacks a little excitement. I would say maybe right, that's right. why we didn't. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I feel it a little bit in the zombie army game too, where I don't know enough about this game maker, but there's just like something a little off. I don't know, like. Like in Sniper Elite, there were those quests we could do, and then it was like hard to access how to do them exactly, or like why we should do them, or or what was going on. Like there's just some level of like engagement missing, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, I agree. But I don't know. We've been enjoying the zombie game. I yeah, yeah. I don't know if I agree that something seems a little off about it. It has a lot of actions for a shooter. It's got melee moves and stuff in it, too. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We've been enjoying it so far, so maybe yeah. if we keep playing it, that'll be our next podcast. Yeah, hopefully. Assuming we do another All one. right, well, <laughs> thanks for sticking with us. Yep. If you listen this far, uh, go check out that game, I hope. You guys like it as much as we did? Yeah, it's also regularly on sale. Um, I think we got it on sale. So, I mean, usually if you, if you like, watch the PlayStation sales, you can get almost any PlayStation game that's not brand new for, like, at least half off, if not a lot more. So... Oh, and I remember the last thing I wanted to say. We have not been playing any PC computer games. Oh, right. Old habits die hard, but also we've been so busy with other stuff that we were playing. We were, yeah, I don't know. Just haven't oh, played nothing right. much. Well, we flamed, we flamed too. out of Baldur's Gate. We flamed out of Baldur's Gate. Right. 
Genevieve couldn't deal with it for the most part. We we were in we, the first yeah, dungeon. We didn't even get past the first dungeon. We didn't even dungeon. get past the first dungeon. The first we played level for three days. Dungeon. I mean, three play sessions. And then when I learned that getting out of the first dungeon required the careful looting and looking at right, you every look single little right, piece of crap. There's no indication in really of what what you what can to loot, do in order yeah. to progress or move right. forward. Well, you have to like sit there and read it all very closely. Yes. Like it does tell yes. you what to do. Yes. But you have to have I guess a lot more patience than us. Well, I just don't like a game where the a big action required of me is just physically looking for crap. Like Right, right. And it seemed like there was a lot more of that to come. Too. Yeah, a lot more yeah. of that to come. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, yeah, but maybe we'll... Yeah, we were thinking, or I mean, I was thinking, I guess, of getting that Xbox PC Game Pass. And there's all these Xbox games that we've never even heard of that oh, we yeah. could kind of play on computer, I guess, without, like, having to to buy an Xbox. So, that seemed kind of appealing. Well, so yeah, uh, summing up again. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot. If yep. you listened all the way through, let us know what you think. Check out the game. I don't know if we're gonna have anything on the website. John would like to put up yeah, a I review. I want to write a review of it just so there'd be like a review of it. And maybe he will. I will say I do ninety nine point nine nine percent of the brunt work and writing for all of our reviews. So. <laughs> Uh, maybe if John does it, it'll get done because I'm too busy with other stuff right now. But yep, I don't know. Check back sometime. Yeah, yeah, maybe there'll be something up. So yeah, thanks for listening. Bye.